Hello and welcome once again to What's Out There, the paranormal podcast from the Out There Paranormal Group. And talking for you tonight, we have myself, Nigel. And myself, Juliet. Hello again. Hey, we are here again. It's great. It's, you know, it is so good to be back doing these again. It really is. You know, we have had a bit of a gap because... Footgate. Yeah. Anklegate. Anklegate, yes. yes. Me me being immobile. Um, we could do this over the internet if we wanted to, but we like to be... We like to get together, don't we? We like to be together. Yeah. We're together. That's it. I'm sit here and nibble some nuts. And... <laughs> Sip some wine. <laughs> Sip some wine. Nibbling on Nobby's nuts. <laughs> Don't even go there. Oh, well, the fact is that we actually go out and have something to eat beforehand, we, which is quite nice. Now we sound like pigs. We do. We've just nibbled nuts and we've had some scoff. We have. <laughs> I know, it's terrible, isn't it? Our life revolves around it, doesn't it? Terrible people, it terrible people. Oh, but it was nice, actually. It, it really was lovely. so good mm. to get back together to do this. Yeah. We really needed to do this because our lives are hectic. And Yeah. It gives us that time to actually take a breath. It really does, and just yeah. do what we love. Do what we love, and yeah. talking about what we love to do as well. Exactly. Um, what have I been doing recently? While I've been laid up with my fractured ankle, I know um, I've been helping a young lad with a college project. We've done this before with my um, nephew Zach. Mm. We went out to do some filming at Blickling Hall, but this young man was doing the same thing again. It's a college project. He was doing a, a film media sort of course, and he said, um, "Would we be happy to sort of?" chat yeah about it's nice of you to do that yeah well we were going to do it together but unfortunately i was stuck at home with a bless fractured you. ankle so i said well if you come around my house we can do it and he turned up with his mum bless him yeah <laughs> that's sweet but he was very interested in talking about time slips mm-hmm. which as you know so come on Again, as we know what it, are they uh, yeah i mean Say, as you know as we you know what well, I was going to say, as you know, when my brain gets working on these things, I have to do something about it. But you're right. As you know, what are time slips? Time slips, or retrocognition, as this phenomenon is called by the SPR, is an occurrence when a person or people step from their time into another time, either in the past or in the future. That's fascinating. I know. You love these, don't you? I, do you know what? I really do. Because, right. I mean, that then starts into quantum theory and quantum mechanics and... All sorts of complications. Oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, this paranormal idea is based on the scientific theory, okay, boffins, that time is not linear. So, rather, it occurs like water in a lake. So, it's kind of rippling around the same point in space. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Rather than being, like I said, on... Well, string theory says it's on a line and, yeah. and time sort of moves along that line. They're saying, no, it's more like a, a, ripple. a ripple where it sort of expands outwards. So, mm. But they sort of can, can cross over each other as well. Um, a person who experiences a time slip usually has some awareness of their current time and then they slip to a different time. Yeah, but how do they do that? I don't know. It's just, it's... Like, ka-chung? No, there. you're just, it's gradual. Mm. Sometimes I say it's accompanied by weird things, like some people um, have experienced like static noise or hum or they've had a mist or a fog appear. Yeah. Um, some of them, they just sort of looked and are suddenly aware that hang about there's weird stuff that's completely different. Why is that car there? What's that house doing there? You know, so... And uh, they become aware of time again. More time has passed than would seem possible. So when they actually come back from going in their time slip to modern time, 
you know, 10, 20 minutes might have passed and have not realised that that amount of time has passed. That so, is really fascinating. Yeah, it is really, really interesting, yeah. What is really interesting with time slips as well is the person also usually experiences a disquieting, unsettling or even a depressing feeling. And some people have even described a sort of fog surrounding them as they emerge into another time. Yeah, they sort of come become disconnected. Mm. Um, they've said they've sort of um, been hazy or confused or muddled. There's a couple of the cases that we're going to look at where people actually say they've experienced that sort of fog where things don't seem right and they, their thinking takes some time to catch up. Everything sort of slows down and yeah, so it's really interesting. I mean, part of me is thinking: is it a psychological response? Is this all happening in the brain? Yeah. Or is it not? Because even if something was happening in the brain, and you stop doing something for twenty minutes, three minutes, six minutes, whatever, when you come out of it, the time's still going to lapse. Yeah. Lapse and 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 happen. So I don't know. Yeah, it's it's an odd one. But the thing is, some of these, especially with some of these tales we're going to tell, mm. it's more than one person experiencing it. Exactly. Which makes it even more interesting. With one person, you can say, yeah, it's possibly something psychological. And exactly. Imagined it, or they've they've been in the dream state and they've not realised. But it. having said that, there has been cases. Right. This is the wrong way round. Here. Why? Because I'm the one here, kind of coming in with... with Hang on. Yeah. I know. I, I'm doing a Kieran here. This is weird. But... We're in a time slip. I know. Isn't mm, it? We've changed. But it, I was just thinking, because then you, you do get behaviours that are adopted by other people in the, in the same thing as well, don't you? Like hysteria, mass hysteria, mass hysteria like that. Mass hysteria, yeah. So could it be that? Could this time slip... With a group of people be a mass hysteria erupting. One person, and mm. um, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Oh, this is weird. What's yeah. going on I don't know. tonight? Yeah. This Whoops. is not like me. We've, we've slipped. Oh. Into new roles. Oh, what, my word. Am I going to be psychic? As long as I'm not scratching my testicles and <laughs> I get excited, that that's good. I don't do that. That's not true. <laughs> no, you don't. It's just a vicious rumour. He does really. I don't really. There's <laughs> <laughs> one thing about time slips in Norfolk mm. there's the popular misconception that Norfolk is like about 100 years behind everybody else <laughs> well in some areas maybe you know, say, when you come to Norfolk set your watch back to the last century <laughs> <laughs> but it's not strictly true <laughs> that is really unfair isn't oh, it I know. but yes sometimes we are in a little bit of a time warp because we are yeah, some I'm, more than others yeah, yeah I can't be folk out me blath me yeah. boy but um, we're not all like that, though, are no, we? It's nice. Time moves more slowly in Norfolk. It's nice because it's chilled and relaxed. Yeah, we're not in such a rush. You know, London is. I I used to work in London. I. It was always nice to come home. I yep. found from London. Didn't yeah. you? It's that slow pace. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do notice the difference. So let's take you on a time slip journey. Here and we go. Here we go. We'll tell you. So we're going to go local with our time slips. We are going to slip over the border into Suffolk with one of them because we do do that sometimes. That's scary. But these are all... That could be worse than Norfolk. I know. You've got to be careful <laughs> going over the border. Have you got a passport? <gasps> no. <gasps> oh dear. Ah, Suffolk. <laughs> Sorry if anybody from Suffolk is Sorry listening. Suffolk folk. <laughs> but you do pick on us. Yeah. You, you can be as bad as Norfolk. Oh for so. goodness sake. What's wrong with you coffee I don't, Honestly. I haven't got a cold yeah, or anything. Lord, you better not. I'm old. Don't you bring me any bugs? It's because I've been eating peanuts. <laughs> Again. What am I like? <laughs> you and your nuts. I know. 
Where were we? Horning. That's the place. Yes. We're going to Horning for a time slip adventure. Oh, Horning's lovely. Horning is beautiful.、Mm. It is really, really beautiful. So let's tell you about Horning. Horning is a picturesque waterside broadland village on the banks of the River Bure, and it's a lovely place for a stroll on a summer's day, which is exactly what the Margolis family were doing in the summer of 1979. Taken in the riverside views, Mr. and Mrs. Margolis and their 11-year-old son were suddenly overcome with an odd feeling of uneasiness. The village had suddenly fallen entirely silent, and as they continued walking, the family began to feel increasingly dizzy. They had a feeling that something was very, very wrong. They began to feel not only disorientated, but quite frightened too. The village landscape had started to melt away in what seemed like a big heat haze, and the houses that they had looked at seconds earlier were beginning to turn before their very eyes into ancient cottages. In complete amazement, they watched as the modern road transformed into little more than a muddy track, and the cars morphed into wooden carts. A thin man wearing odd-looking brown clothing had appeared in front of them, walking alongside a battered cart drawn by a large horse. Now, this man didn't so much as glance at the family; it was as if they were not there. As suddenly as they had moved from one time to another, they heard the reassuring sounds of the modern day again. The noise of cars and voices filled the air, and then, as quickly as it had appeared, the strange village scene of the past had evaporated. In an interview given by Mrs. Margolis in 1997, after the death of her husband. She said that she emerged from the trance-like state induced by the time slip a lot faster than either her husband or son, and they had seemed out of it and distracted, as if they were underwater. We may, however, be able to test the theories for ourselves, because if we return back to Horning, there is a persistent belief that the time slip experienced by the Margolis family occurs in the village once every five years. So that means. The next time it is due to happen, apparently, is either 2023 or 2024. And I haven't heard anything about it happening this year, so、no. we might be looking into next year. What month is it? Do you know? It just says the summer.、Hmm. So it so could be sort of any time. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so we're looking、But、at 24. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Going in Horning. <laughs> we're going to go there every day for the entire summer. <laughs> That's going to be quite difficult, isn't it? But anyway, keeping with the strange village theme, our next time slip tale takes us over the border and into the neighbouring county of Suffolk, to the historical village of Kersey. Here we go. Another one. Kersey time slip. It's a Sunday morning. October 1957, and three 15-year-old Royal Navy cadets are taking part in an orienteering exercise when they walked into the village of Kersey and apparently walked into a completely different period in time. The village was completely deserted, 
Not so odd, perhaps, for a Sunday morning in 1957, especially in a rural county like Suffolk. But even the remotest British Hamlets displayed some signs of modernity by then. Cars parked by the roadside, phone wires strung across the roads and aerials on the roofs. And there was nothing of that sort in this village. In fact, the houses on the high street all looked ancient. They were ragged, hand-built, timber-framed, almost medieval in appearance. The only sound the boys could hear was a stream, and strangely, they could not hear the ducks that looked like they were splashing about in the water. Filled with unease, the boys began to look around. They walked up to the nearest building and pressed their faces to its grimy windows. They could see that it was some sort of butcher's shop, but what they glimpsed in the interior was even more unsettling. There were no tables or counters, just two or three whole oxen carcasses which had been skinned and in places were quite green with age. There was a green painted door and windows with smallish glass panes, one at the front and one at the side and all rather dirty looking. They peered into another house and it too had greenish smeary windows and it too appeared uninhabited. The walls had been crudely whitewashed but the rooms were empty. The boys could see no possessions, in fact no furniture at all. A shiver passed through all three boys as all felt the icy stare of invisible watchers from all around the village tracing their every step. Spooked now, the boys turned back and hurried out of the strange village. Speaking in 1990, William Lang, one of the boys in question, said, it was a ghost village, so to speak. It was almost as if we walked back in time. I experienced an overwhelming feeling of sadness and depression in Kersey, but also a feeling of unfriendliness and unseen watchers which sent shivers up one's back. I wondered if we'd knocked on a door to ask a question, who might have answered it? Really doesn't bear thinking about. So our next Time Slip Tale takes us on a shopping trip to the seaside resort of Great Yarmouth, famed for the donkey rides, the beautiful beaches, the kiss-me-quick hats and, of course, the sticks of rock. It's back to 1973 we go and we are joining Mr Squirrel as he heads to the shops to buy some clear envelopes. Mr Squirrel is a new mismatologist he loves to collect coins and he uses his envelopes to keep his coin collection safe. We join him as he steps into a smartly painted shop from a traditionally cobbled road and, he noted, almost straight away that inside the shop it seemed quaintly old-fashioned. The shop had been recommended to him by a friend as a place he might be able to purchase the envelopes he required. Now it was strangely silent inside the shop the sound of traffic had melted away completely. Mr Squirrel made his way towards the counter. 
which was dominated by a ghost cat called Izzy, and a large, old-fashioned till, behind which stood a young woman. She was wearing a blouse with a cameo brooch at her neck. Her hair was scraped back into a bun, and her skirt was long and swished to the floor. He asked the lady for the coin envelopes, and she produced them, noting that they were also used by fishermen to keep their hooks in. He bought 36 for a shilling, nodded his thanks and left the shop. A week or so later, Mr Squirrel returned to the shop. He had used up his supply of envelopes and needed a few more to finish cataloguing his collection. Upon arrival, he was a little confused to see paving slabs instead of cobbles. The shop frontage looked drab and tired instead of the smart painted exterior he had seen before. And inside, a much older woman stepped forward to serve him. And when he asked for the envelopes, she told him they didn't stock them. Now, Mr Squirrel mentioned the lady he'd seen a week earlier, only to be told that the lady he was speaking to was the sole assistant and had been for many years. The story became even stranger when Mr Squirrel took the envelopes he had found on his first visit to an expert. They dated them and said they were around 10 to 15 years old and made of cellulose. Then there was the question of payment. By 1973 decimalisation had been introduced. Although shillings were still legal tender until December 31st 1990, they had a value of 5 pence. Mr Squirrel felt the shops seemed to be similar to those that were commonplace in the early 1900s, yet the envelopes were not that old. Now it's incredibly rare for items to be brought back from a time slip experience. So had Mr Squirrel been back in time or had he just visited two different shops and made a mistake? He was absolutely adamant this was most definitely not the case. Weird. Right. Yeah. I mean, actually to go in and... And bring something back. And buy something. What the heck? And then go back a week later. I mean, that is... It's a weird one. The fact that I... I like that story out of all the ones that we got tonight. The fact that he has actually gone in and purchased something. He's and got the evidence. physically got something in his mm. hands that he can present. So... So yeah. he says, though. It, yeah, yeah. So he says. That's yeah, true. Yeah, so... Oh, it's just so fascinating. Yeah, really, really interesting. So, it's off to the north of our county we go now, and to the town of Kings Lynn. And a tale told by someone called Jack on a paranormal blog, in response to the quest for readers to tell their own time-slip stories. Jack wrote, I just wanted to report my time-slip experience, which was experienced by myself, my father, and my sister. It happened in the late 1990s, I can't exactly remember when, I'm sorry, in Kings Lynn, Norfolk. My dad's sister and I were in the town to send my sister off on the train and we were passing the time standing by a fence near the railway station from which you could see a road and a roundabout ahead. It was about noon and we had no agenda at the time other than to wait before heading to the station and there was a lull in the conversation.
We were all casually looking straight ahead when suddenly the atmosphere changed. The sound of the traffic around us stopped abruptly as if someone had literally turned the volume right down. The air seemed to change too. It became very still, spookily still, and no sound could be heard. None of us spoke. Then there came the sound of horses' hooves on the road, and within a few seconds we saw a horse and a cart, driven by a large, angry-looking man, dressed in what I estimate to be 18th-century clothes. He was of very rough, dirty appearance, and his cart was well used. He drove the cart around in a circle, all the time staring around, sometimes directly at us, sometimes away, but looking absolutely furious, as though he was looking for someone he wanted to kill. His face was red with hatred, and he was a big, rough-looking man, someone you would definitely not want to cross. Eventually, he turned the horse and cart around and drove it off down the same road from which he had appeared, and we could hear the horse's hooves disappearing into the distance. Immediately, the sound had gone, the atmosphere changed back again, the sound of modern traffic and the din of a modern town returned again. We all three looked at each other, shaken and almost disbelieving. But once we had asked the inevitable, did you see that? And received the answer, yes, we were even more shaken. It was such a peculiar experience and one which I shall never forget. Was this a time slip? We didn't notice any other changes. The builders in the road layout seemed the same. But that part of King's Lynn had remained unchanged for many years, although I understand it is quite different now. So I don't know, but it spooked us all, for sure. And last, but not least, a really rather strange tale of a trip not to the past, but perhaps to the future, that took place after one gentleman's visit to the toilets on Tombland in Norwich. Oh, really? Oh, yes, indeed. Oh, hang on. So someone's going to claim they've had a time slip in a bog in Norwich. It's the Tombland toilet time slip. <laughs> Is it really? It is and indeed. perchance, were they taking anything in the Tombland toilet? I have no before idea. Before time slip? <laughs> It, it does make one wonder. It's an unusual place. For those of you <laughs> who can remember these in Norwich, I mean, I, they were going back a few years now, mm. but they were the weirdest toilets going. Spooky. Yeah. Did you ever go in them? I'm a lady. Well, there's ladies and gents. I'm not going to go in the gentleman's side. Well, no, you'd go in the ladies' side, but they were both in the same sort of thing underground. They were like a really odd. Do you know what, Nigel? I hate to say this, and this is awful. I'm a toilet snob. <laughs> okay. I, I have a problem with public clues. It's awful. People mock me because I will hold until, I mean, guys, I'm sure you really don't want to know this, but I'm, I'm going to share this because I'm a caring, sharing kind of a person, right? Whenever I go onto trips and sometimes, you know, we all get a little bit desperate and we need a bit of a pee or a poo or whatever it is that we need to do. Well, most of us do pees and poos, but anyway. But 
I hate public loos. I've got a problem with them. I get stressed whenever I have to use them. I hate it. I will try and sweat and hold until I get home. Oh, I'm God. awful. But in the event when I have to use one, people get fed up with me because I'm gone forever because I carefully lay little strips of toilet tissue around the pan and then something happens. <laughs> I'll have a cough or a sneeze. <laughs> Poof! The paper all comes off and I have to start all over again before I will even plant my large bottom onto the toilet. I Yeah, I'm a nightmare. Oh, my God. I know. It's it's Juliet. <laughs> when Juliet needs the toilet in a public place, it's, it's not a good time. It's not good. It's no. time for everybody to go home and call it a day. Yeah. I'm not, perhaps I'm not, for Juliet to I'm go I'm not a big fan a of uh, public toilets, I have to say, because they do have that. Were you getting quite excited about Tombland toilets? They're just so time weird. Slip. They were weird. Oh. Weird toilets. They were like some sort of freaky sort of underground bomb shower toilet. Well, they'd been there for quite a long time, hadn't they? I think they were built in the 1930s, yeah. from what I can remember. But they quite were a while. for people who can remember them in, from Norwich. Do you remember the Tombland toilets? <laughs> <laughs> Why have I shared my oh, toilet yeah. habits on this podcast? We had to finish with something stupid, didn't we? Because it was it was sake. it was all been quite serious. Oh, and then no. I'll. I'll me with my toilet issues. You know I could find a story that will get the best out of you, Jules. Oh, no. So here we no, go. You always do. I know. It's God a classic, sake. isn't it? Come on, then. Anyway, this particular tale comes courtesy of uh, Reverend Lionel Fanthorpe, who's a well-known name in paranormal circles. So, Tombland is a place we've mentioned before in a previous podcast. It's in towns from a fine city, if you want to go back and listen to that one. It has been a marketplace a centre for merchants and home to the beautiful Norwich Cathedral. Across the ages, it has witnessed revolts, great fires, and more than a few spooky tales. Oh yes, and its evocative name suggests a place where burials occurred. But, folks, Tombland actually takes its name from an old English word derived from the Danish meaning empty space. So a lot of people think Tombland is Tombland, yeah, it's going to be bodies and, and a things. lot of people have said, you know, back in bubonic plague, black death, all the rest of it. Oh, it's they a think plague pit because there was a plague pit, people were buried there, blah blah blah, and that's why it's called Tombland. No, folks, it isn't. It's from the Danish meaning empty, empty space because yeah. it used to be big empty space. It was a big empty space. It was the place where they held the annual their markets yeah, and stuff. So that's it. Yeah, yeah, and this story involves the incredibly creepy. Underground toilets at Tombland, dun 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 da. Described them. by as generally unwelcoming public loos by Norwich City Council. Do you know what? If they're going to describe their own goddamn toilets as generally unwelcoming, you would think they'd do something about it. They did eventually, but they did yeah. eventually, but, <laughs> but donkey years it, it, before they yeah. did anything. Yeah. They were there for years. Good lord. <laughs> Anyway, in an interview with Maelstrom.com, Reverend Fanthorpe is asked by the interviewer, could you tell us about the time slip in Norwich? And this is his reply. We were in Norwich, where we lived at the time, and near the cathedral are some old-fashioned gents' toilets that date back to Victorian times. Actually, they don't. They date back to the 1930s, but there we go. It must be 150 years old at least. Mm -hmm. You have to go down a flight of steps to access the toilet. It's conveniently placed for parking with a car park right beside it. 
Myself and Patricia had gone out for a walk around a cathedral and as we came out, a poor woman came running across to us. Her car was parked pretty close to ours. She saw my dog collar and realised I was a priest and said, Father, can you help me? I don't know what's happened to my husband. He went to the toilet and left me in the car and didn't come back. I asked a traffic warden who went past if he'd be kind enough to take a look down there in case he'd had a heart attack or fallen on the stairs. It turns out the traffic warden had gone down the stairs to the toilet and looked for him. There were three cubicle toilets and a urinal. He said he looked in every cubicle and there was no one there. She said that she couldn't understand as she'd seen him go down and kept watch and he never come up the stairs. So, she was getting more and more worried. So I went and had a look down there myself and just as the traffic warden reported, the place was completely empty. Then, not long after, as Patricia and I were talking to her and trying to comfort her, to my utter astonishment, a man emerges from this toilet that I had seen empty with my own eyes, looking very bewildered, and he came across to the car, opened the door, well, she looked so happy and relieved, and he said, I'll tell you in a minute, I just have to sit down. He had obviously just gone through a very strange experience, and when he'd recovered sufficiently to explain to his wife, well, he said he'd gone down to use the toilet and then came up again, only to find his car was not there. His wife was not there, and everything looked strangely different. The car's a little way ahead of where that toilet was located were going past on the road and he said they were almost silent. It sounded as though they had electric engines rather than the normal internal combustion engines we're used to and he said, I stood there and it was as if I'd gone into the future. It's like he's gone up to the steps and gone 30 to 40 years ahead. weird really really odd isn't it mm. yeah really really odd was the fact that they sort of both went down the traffic warden and the reverend went down yeah there's no one there no one there yeah really weird unless he'd gone somewhere else got there's... fed up with his wife yeah it's the exam she hadn't seen <laughs> who knows yeah oh god anyway he said i've read science fiction stories in which there were time sips and if you can get back to the right place again you might be able to slip back he stood at the top of the stairs for a few minutes then thought to himself i'll go back down again and he sat and rested on one of the toilet seats again for a few minutes. Then he came back up again and saw us and his wife at the car. All we could think was we were so pleased that this had had a happy ending. I tried to weigh up what might have happened and it seemed when he came up the stairs the first time there had been some sort of time slip. You get time slips and time quakes just as you do earthquakes or faults in the electricity supply. I certainly couldn't explain how or what had happened. I think time is very mysterious and he did exactly the right thing by going down again and when he came back up, he was back in our time. So that was the time slip experience that we witnessed firsthand. It's always best to look for rational explanations whenever possible, but that was a weird one. Mm. Yeah, really now, weird, yeah. The Tombland toilets had one last thing to share. So, the toilets were closed by Norwich City Council in 2012 
took them ages, didn't it? It did, yeah. Due to maintenance costs and lots of plans were mooted as to what should happen to them. City Hall's feasibility study in 2018 noted, The toilets are not easily accessible and were generally unwelcoming when they were open to the public, at times attracting antisocial behaviour. And in November 2020, work began on the disused block as part of a shake-up of the area, which saw bus stops moved and open space created for pedestrians. And as the work continued, a skull was unearthed, followed by around a dozen skeletons. Mm. Analysis of two of the skeletons suggests they could be brothers, One is late teens, the other in his early 20s, who were executed, possibly during Kett's rebellion. The other skeletons were far older, dated from around 772 AD and 941 AD, and offered a tantalising insight into where one of Norwich's lost churches might once have stood. You know, it's really odd, that last little bit, where they're digging and they find the skeletons. Yeah. Because we said earlier on... We did. Open it's space and not a burial tomb ground. Tombland is not a burial ground. Mm-hmm. But it does appear that this actually could have been the cemetery or the Wrong. graveyard attached to a church. Yeah. Um, you said to me earlier when you thought it was... St Michael's, was St. it? St Michael's, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I'm not sure. I can't yeah. remember. But I think it was. But it's it's really fascinating yeah. how that was a former... Yeah. Yeah. That little bit there. The but that that... The area where it is is right near the cathedral, and I, th- I think I'm right in thinking that they knocked down St Michael's to build that part of the wall that goes around the cathedral, which is actually it's quite near to one of the gates, isn't it? In that mm. section there. So. I love the cathedral; yeah. it's so beautiful. It's beautiful. It's really. We're really very beautiful. lucky, aren't we? Really? Norwich is a fantastic city. I just, do you know what? It's one of the few cities I think in England where you can walk out at two o'clock in the morning and feel quite safe. Yeah. You know, it, it's quite rare to do that. But it is, yeah. In, yeah. in Norwich, you do get that feeling. I mean, obviously things happen, we know, but I think it's one of the safer cities. I think we're quite lucky. Yeah. And when we're talking about time slips, it's quite easy to slip back in time around Norwich because there oh, is... Wow. So you know, much the history. Castle, there is the cathedral. There's the cobble street down at Elm Oh, Hill, I you love know. Elm Hill. It is. Like that sort of mm. glimpse back in time like we were talking about. Yeah. But these time slip stories are really, really interesting because... They're all really different, mm. but in a way they all sort of share similar themes. The silence, like we were talking about when we introduced them earlier on, the fact that it goes quiet, you know, and normal yeah. sounds disappear, and all you hear is sometimes you get sounds from the ages, sometimes you'll hear nothing at all, because some of the experiences are completely silent, other ones do actually have associated sounds with them. So It fascinates me. I mean, what I'm thinking, though, is whether it's genuinely happening or whether it's just in someone's head and you just you know maybe the brain just has a freeze or something happens yeah because i mean this toilet time slip it could well have been mind you he disappeared didn't he from yeah i mean that's that's the one that really makes you wonder because whether he thought he was going into the toilet and toddled off somewhere else and then yeah i don't know it's it's a really odd one i mean if it if it does happen and it can happen that's fascinating to me because then a lot of questions need answering like time travel can we travel in time yeah. is it possible because if these time slips are really truly happening i thought there was some kind of experiments that the military were doing about this i i, I, I don't read know. somewhere yeah. about that i mean i know they've um the reason why they got that 
accelerator thing at CERN. Yeah. Um, they sort of tried to do that, and they sort of try and sort of mm. work out whether or not they can actually sort of change. The but the Nazi, I mean, they're not going back to World War Two. The Nazis had a fascination with weird phenomena and time travel and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Didn't I mean, they? I, it's one I'd have to look at, but I'm not sure. It's, it's another classic, whether it's hoax or real. But there was the the Philadelphia experiment. Yep. Where they actually tried to move a ship, didn't they? Or make a ship invisible. Absolutely. And they think by doing what they did with that with magnets, they move that ship in time. Wow. Because then mm. there's the instance of them coming back and when the ship sort of reappeared again, there were crew members sort of I mean, stuck in the walls and that, stuff. If we can actually get to that point where we can manipulate time, anything's possible. Yeah. That's that it's just frightening, isn't it? Well that's the scary thing, isn't it? Yeah. You could go back in time. Exactly. And you could change. But if you can go back, that means you can go forward. Yeah. <gasps> wow. And then, obviously, exploration, space exploration, it all of a sudden becomes easy, doable. Yeah. Because if you can, sort of, like you said, you can you can freeze time or go yeah. back in time, then the light year journey it's going to take to get from one side of the galaxy to another, yeah. the universe to another, then you can suspend that time. and Maybe yeah. they already can. God knows. Who knows? We've got we, we've got all Star Trek now, haven't we? I know. Do 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 do. This uh, is me, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to say off you go onto a tangent. It's me with my conspiracy theories. Well, start coming in. There's nothing like a tangent. <laughs> yeah. I put a thing up on um, our Twitter feed a while back, and there was a thing about telling stories. Yeah. And I said, oh, this is our podcast. Normal podcasts go begin of story, end of story. Yeah. Our podcast goes start of story, go off topic, go around there. Well, go that's because I'm involved. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, it's just like that, you know. You get a female involved in everything. <laughs> it's half the fun of doing this, isn't it? It's the fact that we can then, you know, have a chat and well, pontificate on what we think could be the, the reasons. Just, and, I mean... My pontification is usually crap, but I mean, it's... No, it's not. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> don't say that at all. You do have some really valid points. It's just, it fascinates me. Yeah. It really does fascinate me, just how little we really know about our environment. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. And we, there's so much more to learn. That certainly is. Science needs to speed up a little bit. It does. Unfortunately, <laughs> it doesn't. They take their time, scientists. I know. I know. Um, because they have to check and double check and then double check One again. One day, maybe. Yeah. One day. But it's amazing how fast we've come on, mm. you know, in the last few years especially. Yeah. You know, well, I can remember back to a time, oh, here we go. Well, I can remember back to the good <laughs> Steam old trains. Oh, Steam trains. There were no cars. <laughs> and we only had light by candles. <laughs> Not quite that old, but I can remember back to a time when we didn't have mobile phones. Blimey. I know. And we didn't have laptop computers. And it was none of this. There was no internet. You, I remember. You see, I the internet was always around for me as yeah. a kid. No. Yeah. No, I, I go back to, well, I mean, you, you got you what? You're, what, 10 years older than me? 11 years older 11 than years think, older. Yeah. That's yeah. not massive, though, is no. it? But think about the difference. I mean. Mm, in 10 years, 11 yeah. years. And look how, how things have changed with the yeah. way that phones have changed, with the way that computers have changed, with the way that everything's changed. I, I mean, the, the old good old days, a mobile phone was like a brick, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And a backpack. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first, I think the, the first ever proper mobile phone had was a, an old Nokia. Yeah. It was a 3310 or whatever is the indestructible. Wow. And you look at that now and think, oh my God, it's so primitive. Oh, tell you, tell you where I went. We are slightly off topic now, but I absolutely love this. I went to the computer museum in Cambridge. Yeah. I took my two boys there who love computers, absolute gamers and geeks. And it was absolutely fantastic. They've got 
computers through the era. They've got um, games room where you can go and play all the old games, you know, you, you've, they've got a room for programming if you want to go and program on an old BBC computer, Model A, Model B. They've got them all there and it talks you through the stages of the internet and how it was... Oh, did you know a lady uh, actually created the internet, I do believe? I th Wasn't it was Wednesday, was it, wasn't it? Was it, the, it was the World Wide... It was a woman. What, the World Wide Web? Pause this. We're sorry for the break in our programming... We'll resume the podcast very shortly. Right, OK, so I'm back and I've done my research, which is always a good thing when you're going to say something on a podcast. And the World Wide Web was a guy, but the Internet was a lady called Radia Perlman. So I knew, I knew it was one of the two. Ah, yeah, there we go, you see, yeah. And who did Bluetooth? It was Hedy Lamarr. GPS. Yeah. Glamorous so, actress and actually an absolute genius. Oh, she really was. Yeah, she really, did really was. not get the credit she deserved, did she? Well, this is often the case, Jules. They're often the case because women don't get the credit for the things that they do. Whereas we were talking earlier when we were talking about um, your internet lady, I said about Ada Lovelace, the mathematician yes. that helped Babbage with the difference engine. Yeah, yeah. And same again. She sort of dropped out the picture and forgotten about. But if it hadn't been for her assistance, Babbage would never have got that machine working. No, I so know. So it just goes to show... What women do. We have our talents. You do have your Don't talents. Don't we, girls? I mean, we have our talents. Incredibly talented. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm fortunate to work with you on this. and um, Fortunate or unfortunate? No, fortunate. No, I'm fortunate because <laughs> you, you've got this uncanny knack of bringing out the best in me because oh, we bounce off each other and it works, actually. you know. And there's often this lack of recognition for ladies in the paranormal field. Mm. Um, we've met and worked with some really lovely ladies who we deserve have. a lot yes. more credit than they get. Absolutely. You know, there's loads of blokes doing the rounds and, and you think, well, no, actually, mm. I think the ladies are doing a lot more meaningful stuff than some of the blokes are. So mm. shout out to the ladies is what I say. <laughs> well done. Keep doing what you're doing because it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Go girls. Yeah. So that's it. It's We're time. Done. It's time for us to slip away. You know, Where are you off to? Why are you I'm slipping good. away off I'm to? Sli oh, no. <laughs> what? Okay. Honestly, Nigel's slipping off somewhere. I, I had this thought, but I'm not going to tell you what I was going to slip into. <laughs> I dread to think. I know. It's not good, is it? I'll just sort of, you know, gently sort of slip you're not away. Gonna, you're not going to slip off down to a public loo somewhere, are you? Oh, no. I can't go down to too many oh, toilets because they're gone. Word. Well, yeah. But they, they were creepy. There's the Attleboro loos you can slip off to. Have you got some? Yes. Yeah. In Queen Square Car Park. Even my village has public toilets. Really? Yeah. Where Martha? Yeah, next door to the King's Head pub. Really? Yeah. I didn't know they had some. Oh, there you go, yeah. Blimey. Uh, Okay. Yeah, they're very posh. Mm. Yeah. Posh loose. Mm, indeed. You wouldn't mind using those. I would, actually. <laughs> you would, yeah. Because you don't know who's been there, you do you? You don't know who's been there, no. I was, I was, somebody said to me about always checking the, the toilet roll, the loo roll in public loose. Because when people obviously do drugs and things like that, they clean the needle and they stab it inside the toilet roll oh, and stuff. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, folks, sorry about this, but oh, it just yeah. popped in my brain. <laughs> Another reason why, you know, because you just think, oh, God, I'm I'm just going to stay home and do things so, at home. Totally random end to a I podcast. know, right? I'm just going to... Absolute classic. I, I don't like public loos. I just really don't. And after the stories you've been telling me tonight, I really don't like public loos <laughs> either. 
Oh, honestly. I know. What a weird way to end a podcast. I know, but yeah. it's just yuck. Oh, yeah. mm. They are yuck, aren't uh, they? They are yuck. You have to say they are yuck. But why do men's loo smell more than women's? I don't know. They always do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're okay. It's... It depends. If they got the sort of those long sort of, oh, I'm not even going to go down this route. But good, what, I'm just about to describe urinals to you. <laughs> Goodness sake, Nigel. Honestly, you know, I'm going to go. Zoop, let's stop this run right now. Thank you so much for listening to us this evening. <laughs> I really hope you've enjoyed our time slip stories. Oh, for goodness sake, honestly. Oh but I would like to say, though, if um, you do like what we do, even if it is random talk about public toilets, please, please, please um, follow our podcast, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you can give us a rating on your podcast provider, Please do. Please do, because it all helps. It really does help. It actually gets us out to a wider audience. And, um, yeah, because we're only little. Yeah, and we love to share what we do. Yeah. We share as much as we can, but we like more people to enjoy the fun. <laughs> to put up with us. <laughs> exactly, with our insane <laughs> so rambling. So if you actually really hate someone, share it. Exactly. So you've got to listen to this podcast. They're fantastic. <laughs> Make sure you listen all the way to the end. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, we'll be back again um, with a Christmas special. We will. Yeah, so you can look forward to that one. We'll be rolling out the joys of our Advent calendar again from the beginning of December. Oh, I love that. So watch out for those where we share lots of lovely towns behind if, every single door. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen that, do pop in regularly yeah. to check out the doors because they are fun. We so I, I put up on um, our Twitter feed every single day when they come up. Are they, they're okay for children, aren't they? Yes and no. Which one isn't? I thought they were okay. Well, they're slightly dodgy in places. What I might do this time around is put a warning on. Okay. Because the the Kiviak one's a bit gruesome for kids. It's gruesome, but yeah. I mean, you look at some of the stuff kids. And on um, TV. the the um, the Spanish tradition. Oh, okay. Of, yeah. Yes. Um, Most of them are okay, though. But they're the majority of them are okay. Oh, they're frightening. There's some there's some scary horrors on there. For but... older kids, they're fun. Yeah. Yeah. But they yeah, are my kids love them. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is, I mean, it's... I don't know, we couldn't ever recreate it. I was thought, I thought about refilming it and redoing it. No, I, w I think we should. Yeah, just leave I just it leave it as it is because it stands as it is. It's a classic. And um, we missed a few stories out, but we covered them in last year's Christmas podcast called yep. The Ones That Got Away. <laughs> um, go and listen to that as well because there's some equally bonkers festive tales on there too and that's a bit early to be talking about christmas but we just want to sort of get a plug in quickly so oh, christmas yeah. i haven't even thought about yeah, it's christmas scary yet. isn't it yeah. yeah lots to do lord yeah yeah but there we go so signing off again mm -hmm. disappearing off into the distance and we hope to be with you again very soon and you're going to slip off somewhere aren't you i am going to slip with you <laughs> I'm just not going to be careful how I slip these days, though, Jules, because last time oh, I slipped, no. I broke my bleeding ankle. Oh, so, no. Yeah. Well, we won't, we're not having that again, are no, we? No, we're not doing that again, yeah. No, I'm never going to call you again when I need help. Come and rescue me, Nigel. God's sake. But don't run across the car park. Stupid cars. Oh, stupid old stupid man. Stupid car park. Yeah. <laughs> stupid old man gaily skipping across the car park. Oh, bless <laughs> you. Back to my car. <laughs> Shit. Oh, dear. He did make a very loud noise. Oh.
Well, I was on the phone. I didn't even yeah. hear it. You were in your car, yeah, weren't you? So, and yeah, I made a very loud noise when I did it. Because oh, the guy that was cleaning the cars over by the power washer looked up and went, you all right, mate? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Bless you know, you. crap. Yeah. Oh. Well, there we go. It's not bad and it's sort of fixed now, so. Yeah. We're back up and running and that's the most important we thing. We, we are. are back. Right. <laughs> now, it's time for us to disappear off into the sunset, so nothing else for us to do but say... It's good night from me. And it's good night from me. Good night. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you with Sengun. Honestly. Shush. Take care. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye bye.